The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello, welcome to the Full Court Press. It's a foggy, cloudy December 4th, Wednesday, halfway through the week. It's good to have you all joining here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. However, wherever you are joining us, you can also stream us on 106.9thefan.com. And if you miss any of our previous or future episodes or content or uh, even bonus material, which includes Utah State uh, pressers and postgame, you can also find that on our uh, podcast platform on Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. Tap in the Full Court Press, Full Court Press, my name, Eric's name, uh, and you'll find all the Aggie content and all of our show's content that your heart desires um, to be able to uh, get the latest and greatest in regards of the sports world. Again, a happy Wednesday to you all. I'm RJ Salveson. Eric Franson's out for the week. He's in San Diego enjoying some... He says it's cloudy. I haven't looked up the weather, but I don't agree with him. I'm just going to imagine that it's like 80 degrees and clear and sunny, so when he gets back here, I can be mad at him. And then maybe I'll get a day off, too. Uh, but Eric will be back on Monday next week. So no pick six this week, no movie quiz this week. I was thinking about doing a movie quiz and then having you guys guess it, but I thought that'd be too difficult for both of us to be able to handle. So, a lot to get to today. Utah Jazz play the Lakers tonight, 7 o'clock. In fact, a Utah Jazz game has been moved because of, not the Jazz, but the opponent. We'll get into that later in the show. Uh, you'll hear from Coach Craig Smith as the Aggies get ready for San Jose State tonight. That's a 9.15 mountain tip-off time, so 8.15 Right here, or excuse me, on our sister station on KVNU, on the Cash Valley Radio Network, you'll be able to hear uh, from the likes of Al Lewis. You'll hear from Jalen Moore. And then after the game, it's post-game. It's Al Lewis and John Russell, and they'll actually have Jalen Moore join the phone. And uh, you'll be able to uh, share your thoughts and your opinions uh, about tonight's game versus the San Jose State Spartans. And then the Aggies come back home, finally. Come back home, but only for a short time uh, as they get ready for the Fresno State Bulldogs to enter into the Spectrum on Saturday. That's a 4 o'clock start. So you'll have uh, a pregame here on KVNU, and then j- jump over to the Spectrum and uh, get uh, get over there to go see the Saggy team. Ranked 25th in the country. They dropped 10 spots in the rankings for losing by 8 points with Alqueda and Cuba on the road. At St. Mary's. They dropped 10 spots for that. I'm so glad that the AP voters watch basketball on the West Coast. I'm so grateful that they pay attention. That's wonderful. Just great work from you AP voters. Unreal. So, uh, the uh, again, the Aggies get ready for tonight against San Jose State on the road in San Jose. Back in California again. Come back home, face Fresno State, and then on the 10th, they face St. Catherine, 7 o'clock start, and then they head to Salt Lake to Vivint Smart Home Arena to face the BYU Cougars. By the way, Yuli Childs is back tonight for the Cougars as they face the Utes tonight. They've done that two years in a row, by the way, where they've 
had a a star player, we'll say, uh, out for a certain amount of games because of suspension, and then come back versus a rival team, and all of a sudden, like everyone's excited and the team plays off the charts and they get a big win. We all remember last year, uh, Nick Emery coming back from his suspension, um, and then just I mean he. Right, I think his first shot was a three, and he put it in. Uh, and then in the right corner, I mean far corner, uh, after uh, an offensive rebound gets to him, he banks in a three from the right corner. I mean, you couldn't even try three times to do that in horse or pig. And he banked it in. And that right there just kind of told you, like, this isn't going to be their night. Now, Yoli Child's suspension is egregious, to say the least. Um... I agree with Nick Emery being suspended. In fact, you know what? I'm going to just go out on a limb. I'm going to tell you, um, Nick Emery, at the point in time, I don't know, I've n- I haven't seen him since, but just watching him and his arrogance and his cockiness, I was not a fan of that dude. I really wasn't. I couldn't stand his, his attitude and his uh, me better than you because I'm playing Division One basketball attitude. I couldn't stand it. And watching him do what he did that night just bugged the world out of me. If it was anybody else that beat us, sure. But for Nick Emery to be that guy to spark the Cougars and on this incredible run that they went on and just dominating Utah State that night at at the Marriott Center just bugged the world out of me. I didn't like Nick Emery. Flat out did not like him. Yoli Childs don't have a problem with. In fact, Yoli Childs is a darn good basketball player. And his and his suspension was egregious compared to Nick Emery's, which was understandable. Um, the nine games was just, it's unreal what the NCAA, what their thought process was in that. So Yuli Childs comes back, and he does so against Utah, and then he'll be ready to go against our next Saturday at 6 p.m. at Vimmin Smart Home Arena versus the Utah State Aggies. That will be a good game. By the way, if you haven't got your tickets, uh... You want to get those. Because I, in in my personal opinion, that place will be, I don't know if it's going to be sold out, but I think it's going to be very well attended for that game. Utah State's a top 25 going into that game. Assuming they beat San Jose State, Fresno State, and St. Catherine, right? They'll be a top, maybe, maybe be a top 20 basketball team. And then this BYU team isn't all that bad. Uh, I've actually been impressed with them. Look, they they gave Kansas in that first half a run for their money. Now, they lost to San Diego State 76-71, but we're finding out how good San Diego State is. And there's a good chance. We'll get into that in just a little bit, about actually about San Diego State. They beat Houston 72-71 at Houston. They beat Southern Utah. They lost to Boise State by four in an inexplicable loss. Uh, beat UCLA by 15. They lost to Kansas 71-56. But again, that game was tied at half. Kansas finally got going about midway through the second half and pulled away. BYU went very cold. But then they played a 5-1 and one at the time, 5-1 and one Virginia Tech team, and beat them by 13 points. 90-77. Throttle Montana Tech, they get Utah tonight at Utah, then UNLV at home, Nevada at home before they get Utah State. 
That's impressive to me. I uh, I think UNLV they'll beat. I, in fact, UNLV's not a good basketball team. Nevada's not what they were last year. In fact, they're still trying to get their bearings underneath their feet with the new players and the new coach. Uh, they're still working through some things. So I think BYU beats Nevada. By the way, that's at the Marriott Center, both UNLV and Nevada at BYU. Before they are the designated visiting team in Salt Lake City versus the Aggies. Hey, and by the way, a team I'm really surprised with and not in a good way, Weber State. They are struggling mightily. Uh... We all know the Utah State beat them up pretty good, 89-34. San Diego then beat them 71-56. They rebounded versus West Coast Baptist, 130-50. But then they lost to Wright State, 72-57. Lost to Murray, 69-68. And then lost to Northeastern, 79-69. And I feel really bad for Randy Ray. Because he's such a good dude. We all know what Randy Ray means to Utah State University. Longtime assistant to... Uh, Coach Stu Morrill. So I feel really bad for Weaver State, for Randy Ray in that situation. Hoping they can get it corrected, but they need to do so quickly. They actually got Mark Matson and Utah Valley tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, and then they actually got Utah on Saturday. No, no, sorry, next Saturday in that Beehive, in that Beehive Classic. Um, and so just a really rough, rough go for for Weber State and for Randy Ray so far this season. Hopefully they can get it corrected corrected quickly. Now going back to San Diego State. BYU lost to them 76-71. San Diego State, looking at their schedule, by the way, is on a roll. Right? They uh, San Diego State beat Texas Southern, BYU, Grand Canyon, San Diego, LIU Brooklyn, Tennessee State, Creighton, and, and they beat Iowa. 83-73. They are at Colorado State tonight. They get San Jose State at home on Sunday. That's right, Sunday, by the way. <laughs> December 8th. Uh, then they get uh, San Diego Community College at home. And then they're at Utah. They get Cal Poly at home. Fresno State at home before they come to the Spectrum on January 4th. So let's look at this really quickly. Just because it does matter, and I, and I got a point to it. San Diego State, Colorado State should be a toughie, but I think San Diego State wins. They're good enough. They're talented enough to beat Colorado State in double digits. That would make San Diego State 9-0. They'll beat San Jose State. That's 10-0. SDCC, that's 11-0. At Utah is a tricky one. But with SDCC just three days before, I think their starters get plenty of rest. I think they have plenty of time to prep. Um, I think they're ready for Utah. I think it's closer, but I think San Diego State wins. That's 11-0. Cal Poly at home, 12-0. Fresno State at San Diego State. Fresno State is an interesting team. Not as good as what we thought they would be. Fresno State right now on the year is two and four. And by the way, they just lost to Cal State Northridge, who is one and seven. Who is one and seven. They were 0 and six before that win over Fresno State. Seventy three seventy two is your final at Cal State Northridge. 
Fresno lost to St. Mary's by 10 at home. San Diego, 72-66 winners over Fresno State. Now, Fresno State did beat Winthrop, who beat St. Mary's, 77-74. They lost by 14 to Oregon, 71-57 at Oregon. But that game wasn't as close as that score says. So Fresno's not as good as we thought. In saying all of that, Colorado State, San Jose State, SDC, uh, Utah, Cal Poly, Fresno State, San Diego State will be 13-0 and coming to the Spectrum on January 4th at 8 o'clock versus the Aggies. San Diego State, I think, will be undefeated on January 4th, when they come to the Spectrum. Get your tickets now. Get your rear ends over to the office and do it. That's, that's, that, that's going to be a huge game. And San Diego State is legitimately talented. I think, and we talked, I talked with Eric, uh, what, a few days ago, I think on, on, on Monday or Tuesday, um, we talked to you know about what teams are standing in the way of Utah State defending their Mountain West Conference championship. New Mexico, maybe Nevada, and San Diego State. And San Diego State's turned out to be tougher than what everybody thought. By the way, they blew out Creighton 83-52. This Aztecs team is legit. They are really, really good. And on January 4th, 8 o'clock, in the spectrum, you... You want to be there. Absolutely want to be there. By the way, speaking of wanting to be there, Utah's get, Utah State has got some great promotions coming up. A couple of them this Saturday. Stay tuned for those. You, If you haven't heard about it yet, stay tuned and make sure you get your tickets. If you haven't already... Go right now to utahstateaggies.com. Go to the ticket offices if you have to. Call the ticket people if you have to. Get your tickets for this Saturday. You're going to want to be one of the first fans there. Get in line. Be there. You don't want to miss that game. And you don't want to miss the giveaway. It is awesome. Utah State Marketing has done an incredible job. An incredible job of putting some really, really fun things together for the Aggie fans. For the Aggie student base. The USU herd. They're doing an incredible job. And I, I, I'm telling you right now, you don't want to miss it. Call the ticket office right now. Then you can tune into the show. About 5 o'clock hour. I'll talk about those promotions that they got going on. The giveaways. You'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. Promise you. Uh, all right, let's get to some uh, Utah, uh, excuse me, Utah State football news. As the Mountain West announced their all-conference, uh, all-conference team and individual honors, you'll be kind of surprised by a couple of these. Ten players from Utah State. Uh, Utah, I can't talk today. I just did a. I did the morning show with McCall Taylor on VFX today. And then yesterday I did it, but then last night I went and called Mountain Crest Skyline High School Basketball. We'll get into uh, some Region 11 basketball talk, by the way, later in this hour. 
Uh, so we'll get you an update on last night's games, tonight's games, and tomorrow's games as well throughout the weekend. So uh, my voice is almost cooked, and my brain is running on fumes at this point. So if I make some mistakes, please forgive me. All right. Uh, Mountain West announces their 2019 football all-conference teams and individual honors. Here they are. Uh, offensive Player of the Year. Take a wild guess. In your head or say it out loud, who do you think the Offensive Player of the Year was for the Mountain West? If you mentioned someone from Boise State, you're wrong. If you mentioned somebody from Air Force, you're wrong. If you mention anybody from Utah State, you're wrong. The Offensive Player of the Year is Josh Love, the quarterback for San Jose State Spartans. How about that? He's the first San Jose State player to earn Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. He becomes the 15th quarterback to win the award. Uh, he finished regular season ranked top 10 nationally in total passing uh, with 3,923 yards. Uh, and then per game, he uh, had 326 completions per game at 24, and total offense at 319. He also ranks 20th nationally with nationally with 22 passing touchdowns. The 3,923 passing yards are the sixth mo most in Mountain West single-season history. He recorded five 400 passing yard performances, tied for the second most in Mountain West single-season history. He's one of just five Mountain West single callers to record back-to-back 400-yard -back passing games in conference history. Led the league with seven 300-yard passing games. Orchestrated the Mountain West top offensive passing uh, offense by averaging 338 yards uh, per game. And their air attack ranked fourth nationally. He was named the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week on September 23rd and October 22nd. In fact, he's a Burris Trophy uh, semifinalist and award given annually to the most outstanding player who began his career as a walk-on. Josh Love of San Jose State, the quarterback, is your Offensive Player of the Year. All right, want to play again? Defensive Player of the Year. Who do you think it is? In your mind, or say it out loud, who is the Mount West Conference Defensive Player of the Year? It is Curtis Weaver of Boise State. No surprise. If you didn't say Curtis Weaver, then you weren't watching Mount West football. That kid caused havoc everywhere he went. He was incredible. Really, really amazing to watch on the field in person. Uh, he's the second Boise State player to earn the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's the first since Leighton Vander Esch in uh, 2017. That kid was a baller, too. He helped lead the Broncos to their third consecutive Mountain West Football Championship game appearance and fourth overall. Finished regular season leading the Mountain West in sacks, tackles for a loss, 13.5 and, and 17, respectively. Nationally, he ranks 5th in sacks and tied for 15th in tackles for a loss. He ranks 6th on the team with 47 total tackles, also while forcing one fumble and intercepting one pass. He's a Benerick Award and Law Impact Trophy semifinalist. Tied a single-game program record with 4 sacks against Portland State. And this is tied as the second most sacks in a single game in Mountain West history. And in 2019 became the most Mountain West uh, all-time sack leader with 34. Pretty impressive resume for that young man. Special teams player of the year. Avery Williams, return specialist for Boise State, has won special teams player of the year for the Mountain West. 
He becomes the first Boise State player in Mountain West history to garner Special Teams Player of the Year accolades. Ninth returning specialist to earn the honor. Uh, he was the primary punt returner and led the Mountain West with 12, just under 13 yards uh, per return. One of just two uh, FBS players with multiple punt return touchdowns in 2019. Recorded a 66-yard score at San Jose State on November 2nd and a 74-yard touchdown at Utah State on November 23rd. Uh, versus UNLV on October 5th, returned an onside kick 39 yards for a touchdown. He's blocked two kicks on the year, a PAT and a punt. That's tied for most in the nation. And he was named Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Week on November 4th. The Special Teams Player of the Year, Avery Williams of Boise State. Freshman of the Year. Want to guess what team? That's right, Boise State. Want to guess the guy? That's right, George Alani. He's a running back. Remember, Utah State fans remember Holani really well. Uh, he's the second uh, Boise State player to earn Mountain West Freshman of the Year honor and first since Brett, Rip first since Brett Rippon in 2015. Uh, he's the ninth running back to earn the honor. Uh, ranks third in the Mountain West with 912 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. The 912 rushing yards are fifth most by a freshman in conference single season history. Nationally, he, the uh, 912 are fourth most among freshmen. Top freshman in the league in combined rushing receiving yardage at 1,078. Seventh in the Mountain West with nine total touchdowns. Set the Mountain West single game record for rushing touchdowns by a freshman with four at San Jose State on November 2nd. Named Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week on November 4th. And helped lead Boise State to an 11-1 record, uh, regular season record. And again, it's third consecutive uh, appearance in the Mountain West champ football championship game. Fourth overall. Coach of the year. Who's your thoughts on this? Here's a crazy stat for you. Brian Harson has not won it up to this year. Boise State head coach has not won Mountain West Conference Coach of the Year up to this year. So does he win it? No. How about this? Coach of the Year goes to Nick Rolovich of Hawaii. Coach Rolovich was selected as Mountain West Coach of the Year after leading Hawaii to a 9-4 overall record, 5-3 in conference play. He led the Rainbow Warriors to their first Mountain West Division Championship uh, and first appearance in the Mountain West uh, Football Championship game. He guided one of the most dangerous offenses in the FBS, ranking 6th nationally in passing yards per game at 332.5 and 19th in scoring offense at 35.5. The Rainbow Warriors have won nine games for the first time since 2010 and is the first Hawaii head coach to earn the honor. Your Mountain West Conference Coach of the Year, Nick Rolovich of Hawaii. Your Freshman of the Year, George Alani uh, George of Boise State, the running back. Special Teams Player of the Year is Avery Williams, a junior who's a return specialist for Boise State. Your Offensive Player of the Year is San Jose State's quarterback, Josh Love. And your Defensive Player of the Year is Curtis Weaver of Boise State. Now, some other notables here uh, for the All-Mountain West team. A student athletes will repeat Mountain West first team all-conference uh, selections from 2018. Boise State has had at least one first team all-conference offensive lineman in each of its Nine seasons in the Mountain West. Uh, Boise State leads the Mountain West with 14 first, second, and second team selections, while San Diego State is second with nine. 
After winning the 2019 Mount West Offensive Player of the Year honor, Josh Love is the first major award winner from SJSU since Tyler Winston, who was freshman of the year in 2013. It's been that long. Saturday's Mountain West Championship game between Hawaii and Boise State will feature six first-team selections and 12 second-team honorees uh, from Boise State and Hawaii in that championship game Saturday afternoon in Boise State. All right. The 2019 All-Mountain West football first team. We will start with the offense. Quarterback from San Jose State, Josh Love. Wide receiver from Colorado State, Warren Jackson. Wide receiver from Hawaii, senior Cedric Bird. Wide receiver from San Jose State, junior Trey Walker. Running back, junior from UNLV, Charles Williams. Running back from Wyoming, sophomore Xavier Valade. Tight end from Colorado State, sophomore, Trey McBride. Offensive lineman from Air Force, Scott Haddock, senior. Offensive lineman from Air Force, Nolan Laufenberg, junior. Offensive lineman from Boise State, junior, Ezra Cleveland. Offensive lineman from Boise State, senior, John, I believe it's Mulchin. If I butchered that, I'm sorry. Offensive lineman from San Diego State, junior, Keith Ishmael. Place kicker, Utah State, senior, Dominic Everly. Kick returner, Utah State, Savon Scarver. So two Utah State kids make it, Dominic Everly and Savon Scarver on the first team on the offensive side. Defensively, the 2019 All-Mountain West football first team. From Air Force, senior defensive lineman, Moses Fafita. From Boise State, junior defensive lineman, Curtis Weaver. Nevada, sophomore defensive lineman, Dom Peterson. San Diego State, senior defensive lineman, Miles Cheatham. San Diego State, freshman defensive lineman, Cameron Thomas. Fresno State, junior linebacker, Justin Rice. Fresno State senior linebacker, Mike, uh, Michael Walker. San Diego State senior linebacker, I don't even know how to say his first name, Kayaba Tizino. Utah State junior linebacker, David Woodward. Wyoming linebacker, senior, Logan Wilson. Boise State junior defensive back, Kakula Kainino. Junior, Colorado State senior defensive back, Jamal Hicks. San Diego State defensive back, Luke Barku. Wyoming senior defensive back, Elijah Halliburton. Colorado State junior punter, Ryan Stonehouse. And Boise State punt returner, Junior Avery Williams. That is your all 2019 All-Mountain West football first team on the defensive side with David Woodward being the lone Utah State Aggie to make the defensive squad. All right. For the 2019 Mountain West football second team. On the offensive side, Hawaii Jr., quarterback 
Cole McDonald. Boise State, senior wide receiver, John Hightower. Hawaii, wide receiver, senior, Jojo Ward. Utah State, senior wide receiver, C.O.C. Mariner. Boise State freshman, running back, George Lani. Fresno State junior, running back, Ronnie Rivers. San Diego State senior, tight end, Parker Houston. Air Force, offensive lineman, Connor Vikubitz. Who knows? Boise State senior, offensive lineman, Garrett Larson. Hawaii sophomore, offensive lineman, Eam Manning. San Diego State senior, the offensive lineman, Deshaun, I mean, Deshaun Dixon. Wyoming sophomore, offensive lineman, Keegan Kreider. Nevada freshman, place kicker, Brandon Talton. And Boise State senior, kick returner, John Hightower. That is your 2019 All-Mountain West football second team offensive side. Here is your defensive side for the 2019 All-Mountain West football second team. Boise State senior defensive lineman Chase Atata. Boise State senior defensive lineman David Moa. San Diego State sophomore defensive lineman Keyshawn Banks. Utah State senior defensive lineman Tipa Nallier. Air Force senior linebacker Kyle Johnson. Air Force senior linebacker DeMonte Meeks. Boise State junior linebacker Riley Wimpy. San Jose State senior linebacker Ethan Agayo. Boise State senior defensive back Kikoa uh, Nawahine. Boise State junior defensive back Jalen Walker. San Diego State junior defensive back Tyreek Thompson. UNLV senior defensive back Jer Jericho Flowers. New Mexico junior punter Tyson Dyer. And Wyoming senior punt returner, Austin Conway. So your lone Utah State Aggies are Tipanalier on the defensive side and C.O.C. Mariner on the offensive side for the 2019 All-Mountain West football second team. For the honorable mention list, and we're just going to get boys, or excuse me, Utah State honorable mentions here, there are five of them. For the 2019 honorable mention All-Mountain West football team, Junior defensive back, Shaq Bond. Senior running back, Gerald Bright. Junior quarterback, Jordan Love. Senior tight end, Caleb Rep, And senior defensive lineman, Christopher Unga. That is your Utah State 2019 honorable mention squad. So, uh, you know, I think we all remember last year and just how loaded that list was with Utah State Aggies. And, of course, Coach Wells had won Mountain West uh, Coach of the Year. Things a little bit different this year when you finish 7-5. and five. And what's really, and do you know what really stood out to me about that list? Is the respect for David Woodward. The guy was knocked out of the Air Force game and didn't play the rest of the year. And he still paid all first-team defense. That is incredible. That tells you so much about the respect the Mountain West Conference has for David Woodward. And Coach Anderson and Coach Enna and, and the rest of the staff have spoken about David Woodward, players included, at an extreme high level of respect. 
extremely high. Work ethic, attitude, leadership, um, knowledge, IQ, teammate. I it, it's all graded A plus for that kid, and I could not be happier for David Woodward for making the All Mountain West uh, first team on the defensive side. And, and a big congrats to Dominic Everly and to Savon Scarver as well. Very, very well deserved for uh, all the for all those three men. And then congrats to C.O.C. Mariner, Tipa Nollier, uh, for making uh, the list as on the second team and for the honorable mentions as well. Ten of them in total. Utah State Aggies, two in the uh, two in the first team for uh, Utah State. Sorry, I'm just looking at the list one more time. Something caught my eye. Uh, but uh, two offensive players in, in uh, I guess three offensive players, really, if you count uh, Dominic Everly, which I guess you should, in uh, in the first team, two in the defense, and then five in the honorable mention list. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll get you some more, uh, some more talk in regards of uh, Utah State, but that will probably be in the second hour as we get you ready for Utah State, San Jose State. Uh, we're going to talk Region 11 basketball. Last night, some teams uh, uh, had some games from Region 11. We'll recap those games. And then you have games tonight, games tomorrow. In fact, the Bear River Winter Classic starts tomorrow night for Bear River. Uh, and then uh, we'll get you uh, Utah Jazz talk. They play the Lakers. This Lakers team, the best in the league. And there's a big reason why. And it's not just LeBron James. I'll tell you what I mean. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Andre Salas here on the Full Court Press. It's a Wednesday, December 4th. Grateful to have you joining us for however and wherever you are doing so from. All together, 10 Utah State Aggies join the Mountain West All-Conference team. Three on the offensive side in Dominique Everly, Savon Scarver, and David Woodward. On the second team, Tipa Nollier. Uh, on the defensive side and on the offensive side, CLC Mariner. And then five honorable mentions, Shaq Bond. Jordan Love, Gerald Bright, Caleb Rep, and Chris Farunga. All are our honorable mentions. All right, uh, last night, some high school basketball took place. Uh, good games, a couple of them actually. Good basketball games. Uh, well, let's look at Region 11. Skyview takes care of Spanish Fork final there at Spanish Fork 64-49. Skyview runs over them in that regard. Uh, Mason Faltzliff, who has just been phenomenal, had 16 points. He had nine rebounds and six assists. Is there a better player in the state of Utah, athlete, and I'm talking all-around male athlete right now, than Mason Faltzliff? If there is, let me know and give me a legit argument because I can't find one. Mason's is just incredible. 64-49. Uh, Mountain Crest faced Skyline and uh, and lost a heartbreaker, 48-46. Uh, was your final score? Keaton Hacking hit a jumper. 
uh, from about seven feet out to uh, give the Skyline Eagles a hard-fought win. Uh, Brandon Burnside, or excuse me, uh, Caleb Archibald had 10 points. Marshall Nethercott had 19. He was really good in the second half. Uh, six for Mason Baldwin, uh, three for Miles Andrus for the Mountain Crest Mustangs, who uh, start their season at 0-1. Meanwhile, Skyview is still undefeated on their season uh, as of right now. Uh, Roy beat Green Canyon 53-45. That was, uh, that was at, or something that was at Green Canyon. Uh, Kay DeBoard, who's, uh, transferred from Skyview and went to Green Canyon, finished with 18 points. He had four from deep, or excuse me, hit four three-pointers, so he had 12 of his 18 from deep. Uh, Caleb Robinson had five, Acid Carter Mond, Cole DeBoard had 11, and Jake Lundeen had four, and McKay Jorgensen had two. By the way, Roy uh, has a familiar face that Region 11 knows about. His coach uh, Scott Hunt left from Bear River, and he went over to uh, he went to Roy to be the head coach there. So um, a little bit of familiar face over there, but uh, Coach Hunt uh, takes care of business as his Roy squad, uh, Roy squad gets the win. Fremont dominates Ridgeline, 74-52. Uh, that was uh, that was at Fremont. They uh, they scored 18 in the first quarter, and we ran away from it from there. Chase Hall had seven, Caden Cox had 15, Jacob Salveson had six, Jackson Baker had nine. Uh, were were the main scores for Ridgeline. So uh, that's a recap on last night's uh, Region 11 games. And then looking at today, sorry, my computer's being slow here. Uh, looking. At today, there is no Region 11 action tonight, but there is action tomorrow, including Bear River, who starts their uh, Winter Classic. Um, for Mountain Crest, they host Weber. Bear River gets Ben Loman. That will be an 8 p.m. start. Mountain Crest is a 7 p.m. start. Uh, you can find that on 1077KLZX. I'll be your uh, play-by-play guy, Bear River, uh, with... Uh, Tommy Sorensen and Logan Jones will be on 104.9 The Ranch. That's at 8 p.m. Bear River and Ben Lohman. And Skyview will be at Skyview uh, versus Pineview. That'll be a good game, actually. I believe uh, those two teams are in the top five in 4A, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then Ridgeline will be playing in... It's the North-South Tournament, by the way. So Pineview and will be playing Skyview. And then Ridgeline will be playing Desert Hills. So that's at 5.15 is that game, and then Skyview is on 106.9 The Fan on this very station. That's at 7 p.m. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, and as far as I can see... Oh, and Logan, by the way, Logan tonight. So, yeah, there is one game. I apologize. Logan tonight, they face Bonneville. At Bonneville. Clint Payne will be on the call tonight uh, for uh, the, uh, the Logan-Bonneville game. That will be on our sister station on 6:10 a.m. KVNU, and uh, so just a reminder: this is how you can listen to all the games. You can find them on the stream as well, um, if if necessary and if you need to. Uh, you can find Bear River Bobcats action on 104.9 FM and Bear River live stream. Uh, you can go to for Skyview Bobcats. It's on this station 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan Green Canyons on 100.9 FM. Logan Grizzlies are on 610 AM and 102.1 FM KVNU. Ridgeline 
is on 104.5 FM. And the Mountcrest Mustangs, of course, are on 107.7 FM. Each of them have a live stream. So you can find that. And remember, you know what's interesting uh, for this uh, for this basketball season is they take that playoff system that they use in the football, right, with the RPI, and they use it in basketball. And so I was thinking about it last night, and I told Mountain Crest fans this too after for the post game that the loss to Skyline is better than the win over a three A team. We have found that their reward teams for playing. Higher class teams. Skyview's going to probably finish in the middle of the pack in their RPI in 5A. That bodes well for Mountain Crest. More so than if Mountain Crest would have beat a 3A squad. A 2A squad. You have to schedule tough now with the new RPI system, and that's, I mean, that's what we saw in football. I imagine that's going to be the same case in basketball and in all other sports, too. And by the way, there's a lot of coaches, and I think I said this before on the same show, but there's a lot of coaches who aren't really thrilled about that, this RPI thing. They don't think it's going to benefit them, especially if you win region. It's not going to help you. You can find all the... Uh, all where to stream and find the games. You can find that on cashvalleydaily.com uh, in, in the sports section. So don't forget to go there and and uh, and look up who uh, who you want to listen to. All right, uh, coming back, we're gonna get into some. Uh, oh, there's a lot to get into. I want to talk college football playoff rankings, but I have a rant to go on, and so I'm gonna save it for the five o'clock hour. So we'll get into some NCAA uh, men's basketball action. Uh, a few big games already in the last couple of nights. Some more tonight. Uh, we'll recap those ranked versus ranked teams. And then we'll get you ready for the second hour. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. I'm Audrey Salveson. It's 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. A fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. Andre Salveson here Wednesday, December 4th. We're about to wrap up the first hour for you. Grateful to have you joining us, however and wherever you are doing so from. Uh, a big, big ring matchups last night uh, in NCAA men's basketball. I want to get to these scores really quickly for you. Uh, of course, Michigan, who is undefeated at the time, 7-0, and Goes to Louisville, who was seven and zero as well, and Louisville handles business and does so emphatically. Fifty-eight, forty-three is your final score. Louisville had twenty-eight in the first half, and they were up by ten, holding Michigan only eighteen points. Fifty-eight, forty-three, they remain undefeated. Does Louisville? Michigan uh, loses their first game of the of the year. So I'm guessing, right, right, according to the AP poll, that Michigan will drop twelve spots. Because they lost to a good basketball team, but they lost by 15. That, that's how it goes, right? Am I, am I correct, AP? Duke 
ranked number 10th over number 11, Michigan State. Boy, Michigan State is just having struggles. Uh, 87-75, Duke improves to 8-1 on the year. That was their first true road game, by the way. That was at Michigan State, and Michigan State falls to 5-3 and three on the season. You know, it's really interesting. I saw a stat uh, from one of our uh, good friends, Eli Becker, who joins the show. He'll be actually doing it uh, within the next couple weeks. I've already uh, been trying to set up an appointment with him, and our, both our schedules have just been way off. But check this out. Uh, this comes from Eli Becker. Michigan State is the first team since the 01 Arizona team to start 5-3 and three after being the preseason number one in the AP poll. The Wildcats won 28 games and reached the national championship that year, by the way. And then add on this. Maryland started 1-3, 1-3 one and in all one and made the Final Four. UCLA started 3-3 three and three in 97 and made the Elite Eight. Michigan State started 4-3 in 99 and made the Final Four. Arizona started 7-3 in 98 and made the Elite Eight. All preseason top five teams. All still made it past the Sweet 16. So those preseason poll remains a strong indicator of end-of-season results, right? It's just interesting how those, those things are. And, and polls are polls, right? Like even Coach, even Coach Smith is not a fan of those things at all, by the way. In any way, shape, or form, he's not a fan of them. Uh, Florida State, uh, who beat Florida earlier in the year when there were six straight Florida Gators, uh, got trounced by Indiana, 80-64. to Baylor over Maryland Eastern Shore, 78-46. Memphis over Bradley, 71-56. Uh, Butler over Ole Miss, 67-58. And Dayton, ranked number 19th, 99-68 winners over Holy Baptist. Now tonight, Villanova trails Pennsylvania, currently 17-13. Florida A&M plays at Tennessee, Virginia, Rate number five, seven and zero. They're at Purdue. Notre Dame's six and one. They're at eight and zero. Number three, Maryland. Number nine, Gonzaga will host uh, Texas Southern. Gonzaga was one of the teams that fell victim to Michigan. By the way, game of the night will be on ESPN at seven thirty Mountain Time. That's going to be North Carolina, eight and one on the season, uh, undefeated at home, and they get number six, Ohio State, who's undefeated, seven and zero. Uh, so far, this is uh, Ohio State's first true road game, by the way. Uh, that's number six, Ohio State at number seven, North Carolina. That's at 7.30 Mountain Time on uh, on ESPN. Uh, Colorado, number 20. How about that? Colorado, number 20 in the uh, AP poll. will take on Loyola Marymount at 8 p.m. Eastern Washington travels to Washington. is ranked number 22 in the country. Uh, Washington is 8-1 and one on the season. They haven't lost at home yet. And then, of course, as we've already mentioned, San Jose State will host the Utah State Aggies. San Jose State are now 3-5 and five on the season. Utah State 7-1 and one, uh, so far on their year as well. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll wrap it up and get you ready for the second hour as we will talk Utah State men's basketball. Keys, um, notes to the game, and you'll hear from Coach Craig Smith and his presser getting ready for the Spartans. That's all coming up here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. For 
Andre South here on the Full Court Press, wrapping up the first hour. Grateful to have you, however, wherever you're joining us from. Can't tell you how much we appreciate our wonderful listeners, whether you're new or you're faithful. Loyal listeners, grateful to have you. Uh, you can stream our show on 106 You can find us on all podcast platforms. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, just type in the Full Court Press, type in Eric's main name, my name, and you can get all the content of our past and previous shows, and also bonus content materials, such as the Full Court uh, Craig Smith Presser, which we'll actually be playing here in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll get you ready for Utah State basketball. They take on the Spartans. That's 9.15 p.m. Mountain Time. Pre-game on KVNU, our sister station, at 8.15. Al Lewis, Jalen Moore, and post-game with John Russell, Jalen Moore, and Al Lewis. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press. Here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Carolina Panthers fired Ron Rivera on Tuesday. It was a surprise that they did it during the regular season. You would think Rivera had earned the right to finish out the year. After all, he's the winningest coach in franchise history and took this team to the Super Bowl. He was even named AP Coach of the Year twice. But after David Tepper bought the Panthers in 2018, we kind of figured he might want to choose his own coach. Tepper reportedly wants to make analytics the focal point of the franchise. Despite his on-field gambles, Riverboat Ron was still old school at heart. Baseball's been trending this way for a while, and we know several NFL teams have gotten serious about analytics in recent years. The Baltimore Ravens, in particular, seem to be a step ahead of everyone else. Ron Rivera has proven success, but the Panthers are clearly looking for something else. Hopefully, for their fans, they'll find it soon, and they won't regret letting a very good coach go. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.